This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, good evening, everyone. It is Sunday night. It's just gone past quarter past eight as we're recording this. We've already got nearly 100 waiting in the wings to watch the show live uh, as it goes out. And as always, we're going to be talking about the weekend's action. And the weekend's action is quite an emotional one. Oh, boy, was it emotional. It was a beautiful, golden, sunny day at Molyneux. Uh, you know, it was a brilliant day. We were all in our short sleeves. It was the colours were everywhere, and um, there was a lot of emotion left on the pitch. It was uh, a hundred minute game, as we already know, because they did seem to add. I thought there might be six minutes at the end, and they managed to find nine, and then an extra few seconds after that. Um, Everton obviously got a vital equaliser, which could be massive for them. Um, but obviously, there were six changes to the team. Uh, which was very interesting to start with, uh, Lopetegui. Uh, but, you know, we got in the lead. A fantastic goal from Adama, which we should come on to. But, of course, there was emotional farewells. I say farewell rather than goodbye, because you can never say completely goodbye when it comes to uh, the likes of Ruben Neves. So I'll say farewell. We saw him say farewell on the pitch with a tear in his eyes last year. Thought he was going, and he's been done another season. Um and obviously, you know, he waved farewell. He won both the Players Player of the Year and the Fans Player of the Year. Our captain, fantastic. Obviously, uh, the, 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 the Molyneux faithful sang songs for Joe Matinho. Um, You know, we sang songs for Adama Traore. We sang songs for Johnny Otto. Ruben Neves' song belted out. And, of course, there was the singing of C. Senor for, um, you know, our Mexican magician, Raul Jimenez, who didn't get on the pitch and wasn't too happy. And Lopetegui talked about that in his press conference. One of the questions we're going to be asking everyone tonight is, should Raul have gone on the pitch or is there no room for sentiment in football? Uh, We're going to get stuck into all of that. We're going to have our usual in terms of, like, talking about all the talking points of uh, the game uh, moment of the day, highlight of the day, p- performance rating, man of the match, etc. We will be looking ahead to the final game of the season. 
um, talking a little bit about the relegation uh, zone and obviously Wolves well out of that. Looks like Forest have escaped and it looks as like there's another two from three going out. That would be Leicester, Everton and, of course, um, the final team stuck down there as well, Leeds. And the secret word is back this week. Can you spot the secret word? My challenge to all of our pundits tonight on the show is to make sure that, that they slot in the secret word and for you guys to see whether you can spot it uh, for the end. We have got a jam-packed show. We've got nearly 150 watching live. If you're watching this back on Catch Up, we hope you're enjoying it. Leave some comments. And if you're listening to it on the Always Walls pod podcast, make sure that you subscribe to that as well. We, are, we have got a, a belt of a show. We've got debutants as well. So... We have got a doctor in the house. It's Dr. Paul Mansell. How you doing, mate? Still getting used to that. Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, it's good to be back. And um seems like most of my appearances have been in person with you at the matches, you know, the away games, but good to chip into the show tonight. Mate, I'll get complaints, you know, for if like... You're not on for it. I've got people that are not on for a little while. It's like, where are they? Where are they? So it's good to have you back. Um, obviously, and I'll, I'm looking. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm gonna be with you. I don't know how many times this week. Obviously, Thursday night we're going to the uh, ENS podcast mm -hmm. live together. We're gonna go there. We're going to Arsenal together on uh, on uh, next Sunday as well. So we've got. You know, can't get rid. Can't get rid of me, mate. We've also got the Golden Girl herself back tonight. Lucy, how you doing? Hello, Dave. I'm all right, thank you, Jake. Not too bad. How are you? Good man, I'm I'm good. Both I'm looking good. well. I'm good, yeah. Beautiful day yesterday, beautiful day today. Looks like the sun's out and summer's arrived. Um, so yeah, yeah, looking forward to hearing your take on that. And back from uh, a marathon where he sat down and had a chat live on BBC One. Mm. Uh, is it since been over uh, and back to India? He got back in time and is already running another promotion to raise money for <laughs> UK. It is my man, yeah, Manny. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you guys again. Absolutely, mate. Now, before we get started, Manny, uh, yep. onto the show tonight, you know, we, we often talk about hoops with his wolf that's behind him, which if you stay okay. tuned to the show, you'll see later. I've seen you put out on social. Yeah. Um, you've got a, this prize that was so popular last time. It's come back. You were yesterday at the Novotel getting this signed. Looks beautiful, yeah, but it's quite big. You've got a yeah. new um, raffle going, ain't you? Yeah, as you can see, um, it's a, a wooden wolf head. It's about about three foot high. Um, so it looked good on one. It's signed in gold by about 17, I think, players. And um, uh, it's also got Lopetegui's signature in, in there as well. Um, a few more signatures to add this week. So we started the raffle two pound ago. Just usually, you know, um, uh, the usual um, rules. Just donate on the Just Giving link um, that we use all year round. And um, for every two pound, you get one entry. And we'll make the draw at seven o'clock next Sunday um, after the final day of the the season. So um, somebody somewhere is going to win that signed in gold and it's got like you know right at the bottom you've got Raul and 
Ruben Neves there and um, uh, Adama Traore, Totti Gomez, or go, you know, Joe what, a, what an absolutely fantastic I mean, prize! And yeah. it's is it ten pounds for five goes? Yeah, so multiples as many. Donate, you can donate a grand, and you get five hundred entries. <laughs> <laughs> and you've already raised a thousand pounds since it's yeah it's up. coming up to it's coming up to a thousand pounds just short of a thousand pounds since we launched it so it's i mean literally as soon as i am uh as soon as i am uh put it out somebody contacted me and said i'll give you a thousand pounds and i said no um i want to raffle it off because when you raffle it off it gives everybody a chance to win exactly you know, and i'll tell you what i want my fair yeah. shout at get winning that as well because i'd love that mate so i'm gonna yeah, get on that it is well. yeah it's, it's, it's a special uh, it's something different isn't it i mean i'll show you a bit clo closer up just to so you can see the now the if you're if you're listening to it on the podcast manny's now uh showing us um how big this is and it's literally it's black it's the wolf's logo and all the signatures are signed beautifully from this year's squad in gold yeah. and pen. Gold. It is absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Cunha, yeah. Nelson, Sma oh. Nelson Smedo, that's the second signature he's done this week. Really important one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because oh, obviously the extension for two years, for a further two years. We've got a few people that are asking if we can post the link in the chat, Manny. Yeah, yeah so it's my um, uh, normal... Uh, just giving link, Dave. So um, uh, I, I can just send it over to you on WhatsApp if you want to post it or whatever. Um, uh, yes, please, if you would be so kind, because yeah. then I can, uh, if you can do that now, I'll put it into the chat. Yeah, so and, basically, uh, um, just open that link and just make a donation. Just leave your name because people donate anonymous and I can't, I don't know who, who's going to win it if you, you're anonymous, you know. <laughs> and the winner is anonymous, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, well, I've just posted the link. Uh, there on in the chat, guys. So if you do want to get on that, just go on to uh, Thingy, donate, get in. It's a fantastic prize, and it's for an amazing course to mention. And we will. There's somebody from Australia that donated. Whatever it costs, even if it costs me 150 quid, it will. I'll send it anywhere, all around the world, uh, whatever way. So anywhere around the world, we'll we'll get it to you. Fantastic, absolutely brilliant. And we will remind people on that before the end of the show, as well. Paul, mate, again, uh, obviously, um, see all your stuff that you're doing with Staffordshire University. Again, I should remind them that this season, Paul's, uh, you know, become a doctor, which is fantastic and uh, a regular member of the uh, of the, uh, the in-person podcast. But, Paul, let's get stuck into, uh, you know, yesterday. Um, what would you like to say about yesterday? Well... We didn't start too well, did we? Really, um, and when we when we scored in the first half, I think it was probably against the run of play. Not that they were carving us open and creating chance after chance, but they were putting some decent balls in the box. And if anyone looked more likely to score, it was probably them. After that point, um, I think we were we were the better side, and perhaps a little unfortunate not to double our lead. Um, particularly enjoyed watching that run by Nunes back. Um, oh, it's great really run. I tell you yeah. what, what pace? I didn't realise he had so much pace. He went past him. Blistering pace because he was up against Garner, I think it was, who's not slow himself, but he really ate up the ground, didn't he? And we've been crying out for a midfielder, centrally particularly, who, who can um, operate at such a pace. So having gone ahead, perhaps against the run of play, and then 
built a fairly solid, um, you know, they never really looked like scoring. It was a real shame that in the 90 plus 10th minute that, you know, that it ended in a draw. But overall, that's that's still seven home wins from our last 10 matches. Looking really tight at the back. Very few goals conceded. Um, but just a shame that it had to end in that in that way right at the death. Absolutely. I mean, it, it was one of them things. I mean, like, we were talking about added time, funnily enough. Someone said next to me, I think it's about five minutes. And I says, oh, I think it'd probably be about six. When the board came up for nine minutes, it was like, didn't, mm. uh, didn't Manny, didn't Ruben or talk about the... Uh, yeah, the it was strange. He, he, apparently, he asked the ref, where did the nine minutes come from? And the ref indicated to him that they've been told that they must add on all injury time in these last two games of the season. Number one, that means they don't add on all injury time. That's what you're supposed to do. And number two, how can you decide, how can you decide in the last two games that you're going to do what you did in the World Cup? That's the kind of thing he indicated. So the ball in play, you know, and if the ball's out of play, they stop the watch. So it's a little bit being strict every time the ball goes out of play. But, I don't know. I, I just find it, you know, when it went up nine, everybody was shocked. I mean, there was, yeah, yeah there was the odd injury, five, maybe six at the push, mm. nine, and, the, and and they scored in the tenth, you know. So it, literally, it was it was ridiculous, wasn't it? I mean, it, to be fair, that last three or four minutes that we seemed to have like they seemed to because they were throwing the kitchen sink, they, they're battling for their lives. The keeper was coming up; it was going to happen, and and the more minutes that were added on, the more chance they were going to have. And in the end, you know, I think Bentley will be a little bit disappointed, um, you know, and and they scored and scrambled one over the line. So they got, I think they got away with it. They didn't look like, they didn't look like scoring after we'd taken the lead. I thought we controlled the game, you know, maybe, you know, our same problem as all season. We just can't get that second and third second and put the game yeah. to bed. And it's cost, um, it's cost us again. In fact, Paul ref, uh, referenced the uh, the surging run from uh, Nunes, which we've been we, we talked about him being being able to run yeah. with the ball, mm, yeah. and we saw it. And to be honest, he got it was a good save from Pickford. He, I mean, he stuck his foot out. He literally it was exactly the same as what Adama did. The same run at the same angle, uh, just at different ends, exactly the same. And he went past the last man, and he had a cross shot to the other side of Pickford, who then parried the ball out. Uh, when Adama did it, uh, Hoang was there. When um, uh, Nunes did it, nobody was there. Like, or it just went went past the post. So it was a, a finer touch. But um, uh, uh, you know, those were probably the, our two best moments of the game. Those surging runs, really edge of the seat stuff, and mm. hopefully something to look forward to um, with him. It just seems like he's come on in the last month or so. He's um, uh, he's that right hand side of midfield. Let's be honest, he's played everywhere. Fair play to him. He's literally played across all positions in midfield. And and that right-hand side um, uh, position sort of suits him, doesn't it? Absolutely. And I'm uh, going to come on to you, Lucy, because like um, Lopetegui talked about, has talked about Nunes. And I think he said it's quite interesting because obviously there's been speculation about Nunes and, oh, he's here for a year and then he's off to Liverpool, what, blah, blah, blah. You know, for me, it's like we're not. He's on a five-year contract. We're not selling him for forty-five million and making a two million pound profit. Someone's got to come in and pay 65, 60, 65, 70 million for us to let him go with that such a long-term contract. And I can't say anyone's going to after his 
in and out form this year that's going to come in with that. And Lopetegui said, we will see the best of Nunes next year. So already that's sending the message that Nunes is going to be here. Um, yeah. what, I mean, what, what have you, your thoughts on that? And we are going to talk about Raul and Neves and Matinho and all of these because it's important we do talk about it. But like you were obviously at the game yesterday, beautiful day, um, Lucy. I mean, what were your thoughts and take, taking points, talking points that you want to bring up? Um, generally, I, I thought it was a good game across the board. Um, it, it was very dull at times. So I just thought, blooming it, boys, you know, stick a rocket up your bottoms and, you know, do something, do something. The passing was, oh, it was as if they didn't know where to, to put the ball at times. I thought Daniel Bentley had a fantastic game yet again. Some of the saves he made were superb. Um, another one that really, really shone for me was Gomez, Joe Gomez. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. That lad does not stop. I think does you, I not think stop. I think I think you're right to bring up Gomez because you've seen like he's going to be such a big a big player for us next year, Joe Gomez. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. especially if Neves does go, and I, I I know I say if Neves does go because like I don't want to get too carried away because we all we all did this last year. Goodbye, Neves. See you. Brilliant. We love you. He gone. Yeah. We all accepted he gone, and then it didn't happen. And obviously, um, Paul, I'm going to come to you on, on, on this with regards to Neves. It's been widely reported that personal terms with Barcelona has been agreed. But I think personal terms with Barcelona were probably agreed a year ago because he packed all his stuff and was going. And it seems to me that Neves really does have his heart set on him going to play for Barcelona. But again, from all reports, they're looking at all different options and Neves is hanging on waiting for them and there's also reports uh, again that they don't want to pay any money they want a, a player exchange what, what's your take on that Paul? The deal's got to suit us primarily I mean yes you know we wish him well if he does go and we want him to be happy but we're his employers we've paid his wages for six years we took a chance on bringing him to England so um I still think that we do have some strength in the bargaining position. Um, and I feel a lot more confident about that scenario now than when Scott Sellers was here. So um, I'm not counting any chickens either way. And I thought his interview yesterday was really honest and interesting. How he said that, you know, he does want to move to a Champions League club. Well, I guess we kind of know that, don't we, as a fan base? And we don't begrudge him the opportunity to do that. But he also said that um, he's really happy here. And, if you know, he's, he said that he's always a wolf or words along those lines recently. So it's definitely not a, not, um, a dead in the water scenario. And I know that the way that he came off yesterday in that pre-planned, perhaps, substitution looked like, it was, minutes. Yeah, looked, looked like it was a goodbye. But nothing is done until it's done. And... Um, if he does go, it has to be for a deal that, that suits us. And I know it's been rumoured about like a, a swap rather than having money. And we've got to be really careful with that um, because that player that does end up coming this way has got to be someone that Lopetegui uh, genuinely wants and would genuinely make the squad better. So we need to be really careful with with that. And um, I've, I've got an open mind on it. I haven't given up either way. And 
I also haven't given up on him going on a free next year because if we got another year out of him and he was outstanding again, then to me that's probably worth it when you consider what we paid for him in the first place. We still had a bargain. Oh, so, mate, you think about what I mean, again, I'm going to come back on to Manny because I'm sure Manny's got an, a, an opinion on, on yeah. this as well in regards to Neves in a second. But like when I look at Ruben Neves, and we have talked about it, haven't we, at various points throughout doing the Always Walls podcast. You know, he came as a very young man, you know, into the championship. It was such a talent. Captain of Porto. We thought two years we might mm. have him. Oh, three. Yeah. Great. Now yeah. we're at six years. You know, 250-odd appearances, so many magical moments. He genuinely has grown from a you know, a young young from a boy into a man here at what with his family and his kids and he loves Wolverhampton and you can see that and he, he's a true captain and a true gentleman and you know he he's it's a shining example of uh, what a human being should be. He, yeah, okay, he earns a lot of money, he's a big star, but he's humble, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, Manny, I mean what what's your take on that? On, on you know what? His his interview the other day was a copy and paste last season. He said the same yeah. things. Big clubs, Champions League, short career, but I'm happy at Wolves. So he said exactly the same thing that he said last year. Nothing different. And um, he knows it's a short career. But, you know, I think people sometimes underestimate contentment for a lack of ambition. Sometimes people are content and at peace with themselves. He's got a lovely partner. He's got, you know, young, young kids who have brought up um, um, in this in this town, they're all very comfortable, all of them, and um, uh, that that ambition of having a peaceful family and happy family is a bigger ambition than winning a bleach title for me. If you think about what life's goals should be, and um, uh, and and maybe he's just a, a really grounded, humble human being who thinks. Yeah, okay. If I get a chance and I go to a big club and I do well, fair enough. But if I don't, then I'm, I'm actually really, really happy here. So, um, yeah, it could be um, that nobody comes in for him. You know, Barcelona, the deal's there. But in terms of personal terms, because Ruben ain't going to argue about um, pennies with a move to Barcelona, obviously. But there's all the rumours, every indication is that they don't really want him. You know, LK Gundogan, who's like just led um, Man City to the title, Barcelona rumoured like really, really interested in him and maybe he he might be uh, leaving City. So, you know, they've got lots of irons and, and if Ruben's third or fourth or fifth down the pecking order for Barcelona, sometimes you think, well, OK, yeah, I might play in the Champions League, but I might not because I might just be sitting on the bench, you know, and um, does he really want that? Uh, in the in the really prime highlight, you know, twilight of his career, going into his late twenty twenties and and into his thirties, he'll want to play football right here, right now. So it's not cut and cut and dry. And somebody might come out the blue, you know, some big team might come out the blue who who think you know maybe someone like in Newcastle because they've made the Champions League and, and we don't want him to go to another Premier League club and he probably prefers going somewhere else. But when when an offer comes on the table, then I'm sure, you know, changes things for him, uh, for anybody. It's not He can't just comment on any club because no one's made any offer. The only thing that we keep um, hearing about is Barcelona, but 
it didn't happen last year and it might not happen this year. You know, Barcelona's finances aren't the greatest and they're, they're jiggling things about. So, um, uh, yeah, um, I think he knows and we know that it may be the end. So, obviously, there's going to be that emotion at the last game um, between the players and himself because he might not be there, but um, he might be lining up for us again. But for me, whether he goes or not, we're actually now blessed in the midfield. You know, Lamina, Nunes, Traore, Gomez, you know, um, potentially Luke Kundal coming back off the off a really good loan spell. You know, these players, we've got actually five or six good players there. You've got um, Lyons as well, who's yeah, coming back. Yeah. Who's done great over at Middlesbrough too? Who's uh, yeah. another young talent? That we and we've got to obviously balance the uh, the uh, the player international player. We're right on the we're right on the edge with that. I mean, yeah. it, 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 I mean the never things which is going to be the talk of the summer. We'll wait and see what happens. This is why I'm saying farewell, not goodbye, because it's yeah. it's never fair. Yeah. It's never goodbye with Ruben Neves, and it, it said it. The Barcelona thing doesn't happen. He probably would sign a new contract. Obviously, people mentioned the likes of Newcastle getting Champions League and stuff like that. You know, I've, I'd rather him go abroad uh, and play it than would, play against yeah. us. But, you know, Lucy, what's your take on Neves? Oh, where do I start? Blumenick. I was crying when he came on yesterday, let alone when he went off. Um, he's he's just an amazing person as well as an an astonishing player and uh, we've been so so lucky to have him play for our team for six years we've got to remember that we are so so lucky um as as it's been already been said you know his family are settled here um it's been reported that they actually bought the house last year that they were renting they actually bought it mm. um so they were obviously settled, else they wouldn't have done that, would they? They carried on renting. Yeah. Um, in a way, it, it is heartbreaking if he does go, but I want him to do what he feels he needs to do at the same time. I'd love him to sign a new contract. That would, that would, you know, just make everything good, wouldn't it? Of course, it would, but. No, he's, he's got to do what's right for him and his family. And, you know, if he feels that a move to Barcelona would, would do that, then that's fine. But as for their finances, I can't see them affording. This is, the, uh, this is the, uh, the, the interesting question with Barcelona um, and stuff on like that. Paul, uh, you know, we've got, like, um, to bring the elephant in the room here. And uh, obviously, if you don't know Paul, you, I mean, it's if you want to tell everyone that what you do, it's the psychological side of sport that you you look into, isn't it? That's right. Yeah, and, and so yesterday, Raul's on the bench. He doesn't come on. He's not obviously not happy. Although the fans sing his name when he's going around the pitch, and you saw that Raul was very very emotional with um, with his family walking around the pitch. You saw the emotion in him. Joe Matinho wasn't even there uh, at Molyneux. And I think you've got a quote that you've dug out about that uh, that you want to share. And then Pedro Neto wasn't there. Johnny Otto wasn't there. What do you make into all of those? Should Raul have come on? What's your insight about Matinho and Johnny Otto not being there after such long-standing servants? 
where do you start with that question? You could go down so many rabbit holes, couldn't you? Um, perhaps I'll just talk about the Jimenez part first and I'll let someone else go on, on the others. But in, in some ways, we almost said goodbye to him, really, two and a half years ago, didn't we, when he had that injury? Um, he's been so brave in coming back um, from a life-threatening injury. But really, we lost the Jimenez that we knew on that day. No more have we had our 27-goal-a-season striker, one of the best strikers in Europe at the time, without doubt. Um, it's been so strange how he hasn't featured really since, well, since the start of March, wasn't it? I think he played at Leeds and his, his only minutes since was about three minutes on the pitch at Old Trafford last weekend. And he hadn't even been in the squad for a little while either without, no. without the squad. Which is really strange because if you cast your mind back to Spurs at home, we won 1-0 that day and I thought he, I thought he played really well. And I thought this really bodes well for the final couple of months of the season. You know, he's going to be the man that's going to lead the line. Costa's going to supplement him, coming off the bench, maybe playing alongside sometimes. But I think we don't know all the facts, clearly, um, in the situation. It's... Um, it's a bit of a riddle, isn't it, really, as to why he's not not only been on the bench but not been included, especially when goals have been our problem. Um, but I'm not too fussed overall that he didn't come on as a sub. Um, I think he should have. You know, if you've brought Diego Costa on instead, why would you not? You know, you could bring Jimenez on, couldn't you? And you haven't lost anything. <clears throat> So I think it was a bit strange that he didn't, but I personally don't feel too upset about it because we all still got to say goodbye when he was walking around the pitch afterwards or have that kind of special moment. So um, in hindsight, Lopetegui probably wishes that he had brought him on, but I don't think it's um, a massive thing for me personally because I still got yeah. to have that moment when he was walking around the pitch and more of a mystery as to why in the last two months he hasn't featured. And as I said earlier, it's almost like we lost him that day at the Emirates when he had that injury in some ways. So very sad. Um, Tim Tim Spears used the word in a tweet today or, or the words emotional and unique. And I think that's a really good words to describe his, his uh, relationship and his situation with the fans. Well said. Manny, um, I'm yeah. sure you want to come in on, in on Yeah, that. you know what? I, I, Paul, I agree with you. I cannot believe the reaction from a lot of fans really laying into Lopetegui for not mm. playing a role. You know, yes, we would have liked to for him to have come on for five minutes and have a, you know, but he did that anyway. For me, he, he came on the pitch, he clapped the fans, he had his name sung. That's all he would have done anyway. Yeah. Um, not sure what it would have added him really coming onto the pitch. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know what's happening on the screen. We can still see you and I hear you from our right. end. Sorry. Okay, let me just um uh, sorry, I can't see anything. So yeah, um I thought you know he still came on the pitch, the fans still clapped his name and um, sang his um song and and clapped him and and yes, it would have been nice for him to have played, but when Paul says, like, we go back to March, since March, we've done really well. So we've been yeah. playing, we've been getting results with a really good 
centre forward called Diego Costa, who's been playing really, really well. So as soon as I think the safety element came and we made ourselves safe, I'm pretty sure then Lopetegui starts pinpointing players that he probably doesn't see having a future at Wolves and Raul probably is one of them because obviously otherwise it'll play him, won't he? If he thinks Raul's got a future at Wolves, he'll be playing him. So he obviously has made his mind up on Raul. He hasn't got a future at Wolves. And he, and, and I think he's just sometimes a manager. As a manager, you won nil up. You've won four on the bounce at home. You're now going for a record five wins on the bounce at home. And the winning the match becomes your dominant thought, not... Oh, yeah. let's give Raul and, and people have to understand that in the heat of the moment where if you're looking at the bench and think oh, I'm gonna I've got to freshen up my strikers, I'm gonna bring Costa on because that's a guy who's got us all the wins recently to keep us up, you know, the guy who's led the line. So it's quite natural to go to that person because you want to hang on and get that win. And and um in, in hindsight, obviously he probably thinks, Oh yeah, bloody hell, maybe should have given him five minutes there. It's happened now. So he's made, if it's a mistake, he's made a mistake. Okay, fair enough. But we don't have to then lay into him and he's vindictive and he's this and he's absolutely awful. And it, well, I've lost respect for him. I haven't lost any respect for no. Lopetegui because he's made a mistake. You know, any, anyone ever made a mistake before? Raul still came on the pitch. He still got clapped. He still, we still sang his song just like we would. We love him. He knows the fans love him. He, he was crying because he saw the reaction from the fans. If the fans didn't sing his yeah. name, he wouldn't be crying, would he? The fans were singing his name. He knows the fans love him, and that's all that matters. He was obviously a player that is not going to be here next year. You know, it seems fairly obvious from Lopetegui's um, actions. Now, knowing Lopetegui, he'll, he'll probably start him against Arsenal. They'll bang in a couple of goals and give him a contract extension. <laughs> I watched the video the day. Actually, how how apt? Would it be yeah. um, if he, um, I was talking about that, if he comes on and scores a header in the last 10 minutes to win the game in the, in the very goal where the, yeah. he had the injury for, yeah. to finish his Wolves career, how, how sort of like magical <laughs> would, would that be? It would be quite magical. And Arsenal have now got nothing to play for and it's pretty much a nothing, meaningless game. You know, all those fans dreaming of selling their tickets for 10 grand each are all gutted, but, you know, um, it's, it is, it is, and 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 maybe he might get, you know, Lopetegui might in hindsight think, oh bloody hell, maybe I'll just give him ten minutes just to appease a few people uh, who are a little bit upset. But I don't think we should be too upset. The guys come in, got thirty-one points, took us clear. We're going to finish thirteenth or fourteenth from being rock insane from where we were. If we'd have said we got, like, how many of us would have said we got get forty points? Yeah, you clap, clap the manager and don't really lay into him for not giving Raul five minutes. It was a wrong decision and we would all love to have seen him out there, but it's not the end of the world. And Raul, in hindsight, you know, Raul will realise that as well. His family and his, his health is more important and he still knows the fans love him. Absolutely. Can I just add something in here as well um, yeah. to the context? Um, last week, most people wouldn't have seen this because... Um, you know, this is. I went to Old Trafford last week. At half time, um, Jimenez came out to warm up straight away when the when the teams went back down the tunnel to the dressing rooms, mm. and he didn't have a training top on or anything. He had his full kit on, so that put the message out. Oh, he's coming on at half time. Yeah, 
he, he didn't come on until um, pretty much like the 88th minute in, mm. in that game. And the fans gave him such a warm reception, really sang his song for ages. But then when the final whistle went, he went straight down the tunnel and didn't come over to the fans. Yeah, that's a good point. So um, there is definitely something not right between the two of them. Um, it looked like he, he was about to come on at half-time and didn't. So that's probably brassed him off a bit and then didn't come over to the fans who were singing his name at the final whistle last week. And I don't think any, I don't think that's really been flagged up, but something fishy going on, I think, behind the scenes between those two. Absolutely. Yeah. Right, Lucy, over to you. So your highlight or moment of the day, could be, it doesn't have to be the match, it could be anything. You could have had a nice, uh, a nice little... Um, Salad or after or whatever it is, it doesn't matter what it is. Uh, your man of the match and your performance rating. Um, right, okay. So performance rating, I'm going to give it an eight. An eight, yeah. Eight, eight for me. Um, I'm going to give it Gomez, Joe Gomez, because Joe Gomez is your man of the match. His work ethic was fantastic yesterday. Um, my moment of the day was going to see an old school friend. Um, it was her fortieth. I was forty-two weeks ago. Um, so it was it was lovely to all get together, all the school friends. So yeah, that was my moment of the day. To be honest, absolutely yeah. Uh, yeah. fantastic. And um, you were um, you were there at the game yesterday. Yes, I was. Absolutely. I was. Yes, I cried. <laughs> and you yes, were like part of it when you were singing the, the, the songs, like you were in a concert, like singing the Raoul song, singing Nevis's song and stuff like that. It was, it was, it was, Molly knew it was loud yesterday, wasn't it? I was just about to say the decibels were just like being at a concert. It was deafening at points. The C Senor was so loud yesterday. It was unreal. And the Ruben, the who for Ruben. Oh, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It was brilliant yesterday. It was just a proper Wolves atmosphere again yesterday. It was, it was just great. Absolutely <coughs> great. It should be every single game. Not just ones where... You know, it's coming to the end of the season. It should be like that all the time. Win, lose or draw, let's get behind them and enjoy it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Paul, same question to you. Uh, highlight moment of the day, performance rating and man of the match and why? Yeah, I can't quite give it as high as Lucy, I'm afraid. I, I'm going to say a six. Um, we needed that second goal to, to kill it off. And let's face it, Everton are a poor team. I mean, you only have to look at, at the team they finished up with on the pitch. No, no strikers. Um, Michael Keane at right back, really poor, really poor side, and we we let them off the hook. Um, so six is my match rating. Um, in terms of man the match, I want to recognise Wang. I think he made a difference yesterday, and I think he was making some really good runs in behind the defence to stretch yeah. the defence, and that's something we've perhaps not done very well um, over recent years. So. Credit to him, but my man of the match is Craig Dawson. Um, he seemed to head out almost every cross that came that came in, and I thought he's also underrated as a footballer on the ball. So for me, Craig Dawson was my man of the match. Um, my moment of the day was probably actually just driving home in the car with my girls after the match and just thinking about our home form since Christmas and reflecting on how well we've done. Uh, we've won seven out of ten at home since Christmas and. If you take the Leeds game out of that, we've barely conceded a goal. Um, 
And for me personally, my girls have gone from being kind of semi-interested in football to to having gold and black running through their through their blood now. So um, it was just a happy moment for me to think about since Christmas and how they've changed as proper supporters now. That's a really, that's really, yeah, uh, that's a really I good one. That is, yeah, I really like that, Paul. That's a, that's really nice. Getting soft in my old age, aren't I? Well, you are. <laughs> and guys, we've got literally uh, watching live. We've got nearly, we've got over two hundred and fifty of you watching live. So thank you ever so much for taking me. time on your Sunday evening to join us. Uh, yes. I much appreciate that. And if you do want to get involved in the uh, in the chat, please make sure that uh, you, if you do subscribe, you can get involved in the chat as well. And why don't you guys, as we've got so many of you watching, let us know where in the world you are watching from at the moment and uh, be interested to see what locations come up. Manny, uh, to close this yep. segment, segment of the show, um, same questions to you. Moment highlight of the day, performance rating, man of the match. Moment of the day, you know, it's two moments, I'm going to say. One was when I was getting this signed, um, was Matthias Cunha. Now, there's a player that knew very little about, you know, most support, most fans, sorry, players were coming up, signing it and walking off. And he literally wanted to know what it was for, which charity, what we were doing. And he was just genuinely really really interested and there's somebody whose first language isn't even english you know so for the, for that that type of character to be at the club you just saw someone that's pretty special to have in at the club yeah i mean because you know these players are really busy a lot of them got their headphones on they quickly sign and the walk off sign walk off and he's genuinely really really interested and he wanted to know and 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 so that was a really nice moment because you get to know somebody, you know, we, if we've lost the likes of Cody and if Neves goes and we know the kind of humans they were and we need, we need new ones, we need new heroes, don't we? And new, new um, uh, good souls at the club and him and Costa as well. And Dawson, Dawson's like the signing of the season. Um, so that was it. That was a big moment. The other moment was Adama Traore. Um Literally, you know, when he picks the ball up outside his penalty area and 10 seconds later is like on the edge of theirs. If that had gone in, we would have won goal of the season three months running for the first club. Nobody would have beaten that. That would have been, you know, and the guy and you just think that is he went past for. seven players. When, that is what you go to football for, and you know, that edge of the seat stuff. So that was a that was a good moment. Of course, it was a good moment. We know he doesn't do it often enough, but uh, if that's the end memory for him, then it's a good memory for us. You know, yeah. um, performance rating. I can't really give it more than I agree with Paul about a six. We controlled the game. If we'd won one nil, I would have still only given it a six. Really, uh, we just did enough. I thought for the win. Um, my man of the match, I'm going to give it to the most improved player under Julian Lopetegui is Wangi Chan. Just looks wow. so rejuvenated, running for everything, really confident, lost, smiling, really smiling as well. You know, he when he was went through that bad patch, you saw Wangi wasn't smiling and he had his head down and he was trudging off the pitch and he seemed like he had no friends and nowhere to turn to. And and um, so he could could be really big player for under under Lopetegui so I'm going to give it to him uh, some some like a you know something different to 
what um, uh, most people go for, I suppose. And the the thing I want to end on is um, the Raul situation is not the biggest one, but obviously Martinho, Johnny, and Neto, Ryan Eitnuri, we know he's been frozen out for weeks and weeks and weeks. So, you know, it's been really been seen. But those three, what happened? <laughs> That's a big, this is the big, big thing. Know. That, you know, what has happened? And, and Jean Martinho is the last person you would think, because again, he's just such a really nice guy, really humble, really good with the fans. You would, you know, even when he wasn't in the squad, I just, you expected all three of them to suddenly appear in that, you know, Kalajic appeared. The Nisasa Kalajic appeared from nowhere. You know, when when he ran when he ran on the pitch, my son was saying, "Don't run, don't run, you'll get injured, don't run." <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, you know, where what happened? That is a bit of a mystery, and and we need to know because really, you know, that's not like Martino. So, what has happened? Um, well, when we- their wages. We need to know these things at the end of yeah, the day. Yeah, yeah, because that's yeah, not yeah, like him, isn't what it? What did Lockenhagy say on his quote, Paul, about Martinho? You've got that quote, haven't you? Yeah, it yeah. says here, uh, Jean Martinho was in my mind to be involved yeah. today, but right. it's not just about me. I have to respect yeah. the player's will and I have to respect his situation. I think he's got a move lined up. I think he's got a move lined up and maybe he doesn't want to play to jeopardise his move or something like that. But you'd still expect him to turn up just to have the lap, wave at the fans, yeah. say goodbye, and he's loved, Matt. and yeah, he knows he's yeah. very surprising. I've been there to appreciate it. That, I, I didn't went, find that really surprising. I, I mean, I'm surprised that Neto wasn't wasn't there. I mean, you know, unless he got another injury, but like because he played like the week before. I know he got substituted at half time because he had a poor game last week. Yeah. Um, but like. I don't. It's very strange, and these are the things that you. The funny fans. thing was in the hotel when we was getting all the signatures signed. One player walked past us twice. Didn't stop for any fans. Didn't sign anything. Was, had a sulky face on him. Was Daniel Pedence, all right? And we thought he's been dropped here. And we got we got to the ground, and he started. I thought bloody hell. Did he not <laughs> sign the? Uh, did he not sign uh, the? He, uh... didn't, he didn't. He didn't stop for any kids. He didn't stop for anybody. He just walked back and forth. Like it's the same after doesn't... the match, actually. Um, my girls mm. wanted to meet one or two after the match, and uh, Pedence was one of the first out and went sh- straight through, windows totally up, shaking yeah. his head. Um, yeah. In contrast, Max Kilman probably spent best part of half an hour, 40 minutes yeah, yeah. doing it. And um, All the players are really good, to be fair. But that he was. Um, uh, has got that thing in him. He is a sulky little kid, and he's probably thinking. He's probably thinking. The, all all these kids, kids, all these kids are taller than me. I'm not going to sign anything for them. It's <laughs> crazy. Right, just a quick one, just to to, to finish on. Uh, literally, just all it is. Are you going next week? And score prediction, Lucy. I'm coming. I've never yeah. been before. I'm really, really excited. Oh, um. Ugh. If Forrest can beat them, so can we. Um, so I'm going to say 1 0. 1 0 Wolves v Arsenal. Paul, I know yeah. you're going because we're going in the car together. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, got a bit of fear about this one, actually. I feel like Arsenal might want to put on a bit of a show for their fans, um, having missed out on the, on the title. Um, so I think we could be in for a bit of a, on the wrong end of a bad result. An hour away form's terrible, isn't it? So 
I have to say I'm not going... So on that basis, we're bound to win, aren't we? Because <laughs> it's so warm. Yeah. yeah, but, I mean, a good start is that they've only won um, at home keeping a clean sheet twice this season, and we've done it nine times. Oh. So there is there are some things that we can point to. I mean, Southampton went there and scored three goals, didn't they, the other week? But yeah. I do I do worry that maybe now the title race is definitely over, they might feel a bit more free again and put on a bit of a show. But who knows? I'll be looking forward to the whole day anyway, and um, I'll be missing it when it's gone for a couple of months. Yeah, absolutely nice one. And Manny, finally to you. Well, I actually think. Um, uh... The opposite. I think they'll be absolutely devastated. 11 points clear. Best chance they'll ever get. They ain't going to win the title again. You know, they're never going to be in that position again. They're in a super, super position. And Man City, fair play, you know, 12 wins in a row. That's really hard to keep up. But then they've had some really poor results. So I think I think they're there to, for the taking personally. And, and maybe we'll, we'll, you know, break our way hoodoo um, uh, against Arsenal. So... But I'm not going myself. I have got a ticket. I was going to go and I've got a ticket. You ain't sold it for 28000 for someone. It's got my name. It's got my name autographed all over it. It's got my name. They have actually. We've had the tickets coming. It's got your names on it. Yeah, it's got, it's got, look, it's got, um, uh, I've got it here. Look, it's got my, that's it. Yeah, they have got your name name on it. So that, that's just going to go on a, that's just going to go on a wall, I think. Anybody start the bidding, start bidding five grand. (laughs) Anybody? <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, yeah, um, uh, I, I think it's just all just be on the beach. T- end of Sundays season. are always a difficult day for you, anyway, aren't they? Because you do. Yeah, they are. I'm quite busy next week, to be fair. And um, uh, but it'd be hopefully, I think as soon as you're you secure your future, you just really want the season to end then, because you want the summer to come. Get rid of 20p, Merv. <laughs> okay, <laughs> any advance on 20p? <laughs> No, um, uh, <laughs> Merv, that's that's pretty generous for Merv. No, <laughs> no, um, I think it'll just just get this, get the get the get the game over and done with, and uh, hopefully we have a positive summer, and um, he gets one or two players that he needs to bring. Well, maybe more that he needs to bring in. Absolutely, well said, and a great point to finish on. Uh, and don't forget, um, the wolf in the background is available. Um, yeah. bid on already over a thousand pounds. You can yeah. win that. Uh, Manny's going to be stalking the players for the rest of the week to try and get the, uh, yeah. the other four signatures. It's funny the ones I'm after are Otto, um, Neto, and Matinho. The three I'll have to ask him what the hell's gone on there. So they might be hard to bloody um track down, to be fair. You might have to kidnap Pedence, <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. No, fantastic. Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for opening the uh, opening the show. Much appreciated. It's been a fantastic first half of the show. And, um, you know, let's enjoy the rest of the season. At the end of the day, we are Premier League. There is a lot of emotion this time of the year with players. But at the end of the day, we're not going to really know until what happens in the summer. But thanks, guys. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers, Cheers. everyone. Thank you. Absolutely brilliant opening to the show there. Fantastic. And boy, if you think the first half, oh man, he's back hello for the second half. Sorry, mate. Anyway, bye again. Bye. Tennis, tennis soon. Okay. Yeah, anyway. man, we've got to get back on it. Yeah. We have. Cheers. I'm sorry, I took Maddie off and then put him back on again. 
Um, and then uh, Paul obviously dropping off. If you thought the first half of the show was good, the second half is going to be absolutely brilliant as well. Uh- this Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Um, so, we have, returning, we have Josh. You right, Dave? He's been off for a couple of weeks. Hello, mate. Yeah. How are you? All good. All good. Uh, glad it's warm weather time now, finally. We're, we're getting some more bids for this ticket uh, for Manny. Like, we've got... Uh, Five pound and two cauliflowers been offered here by uh, two uh, by Tim. Um, fantastic, yeah, no, brilliant. And we've also got coming on with uh, oh my god, the wolf has changed. It's had it. We've <laughs> talked about the other wolf, and there he is in the background. He's actually got the kit on today, mate. Yeah, you, you can't bid on this one, I'm afraid, but um, yeah, he's got the kit on. It's been a it's been a long season for him, but um, yeah, evening from both of us. He looks happy. He does look happy, doesn't he? Actually, I don't know what he's been up to, but yeah, he looks quite happy. So um, yeah, he's a little less tired than I am, but no, he's doing good. Fantastic. And of course, uh, we had a near rebellion last week because he weren't on. Uh, next up, Sutty. <laughs> good evening, people. Good hey, evening, good evening, good evening. What track have you got on today, mate? We need to see. Bit of a lease tonight. Oh, very, very, very swish indeed. Uh, regular viewers of the channel right. will know that Sooty is sponsored by um, some tracksuit manager, retro tracksuit man- uh, manufacturer, and he comes on with a different one each week, which is fantastic. Spots. And, guys, we do have a debutant tonight. A debutant, last but one game of the season. But we've got Jack Kerwin, massive Wolves fans, always uh, here waiting patiently on the show. And Jack, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, mate. Hello, everyone. Uh, I'm a bit Hello, nervous, Jack. to be honest. I'm a bit nervous. I don't know what's wrong with me. Do you know what? That amazes me that you're nervous because you're you're someone that I always think is so full of confidence. Um because you do stage shows, you know, just if, yeah. for anyone that don't know, tell us, tell everyone what your alter ego is. So my alter ego is Gary Poundland. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian. Yeah. Fantastic. And uh, Gary, you've got, we, we were talking earlier about the fact um, I went to the Louder event at, uh, at the halls, uh, which was the old Civic a few of us will remember Cheeky Monkeys and Blast Off and, you know, back in the day, there's a lot of big groups and comedians and stuff that played there. And, of course, the, the Civic's been redone. 
it, the test event was on Friday. I went. The sound system was incredible. And you are playing, the, uh, uh, from what I was told by the AEG guy, you're playing the main stage, not the uh, not the, 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 the smaller stage. You're playing the main stage, aren't you? Yes, mate. On the, this is a right plug. On the 23rd of June, yeah, um, we're in the big room. It's going to be good because I think we'll be the first comedians on there since it's reopened. And... Um, Obviously, being from Wolverhampton, it's a big deal. It's all part of the history in that way now, you know, once it's done. Well, there yeah, you are. Cool. I'll put it on the screen for you now. So you've got a few friends that are coming along as well, mate. Yeah, it's, that's just me in different wigs. You in different, you in different wigs and stuff women, like that. Women's clothes. Fantastic. So, listen, uh, it is the 23rd of June. Um, it is at the New Halls. So um, plenty of time to get your tickets to go. And if you ever wanted to see Gary Poundland um, actually live in Wolverhampton, there's your chance, isn't it, mate? That's it. I just want to point out as well to people that I've, I've been doing stand-up for about 13 years now. So I don't want anybody anybody to think it's just a big fat bloke ranting on stage who doesn't know what he's talking about. It is an actual show, actual written show sort of thing. So, yeah, it'd be great to have local support. Fantastic, thank, mate. Thank you. No, no, it's welcome. It's always good to support like and like to different, you know, local people and stuff like that. And it's great that you're making your debut. And that's why I find it quite uh, amusing in a way because you're standing on a big stage as a comedian, you know, used to heckles and all this sort of thing and the banter that goes on along and, you know, and you're nervous coming on here and you let you play to a big arena like that. That's a, that, yeah. that amazes me. I suppose, you know, it's, it's it's the Wolves thing, really. Because of the comedy stuff, you sort of get people who might think, he ain't really a Wolves fan, but I am. I'm Wolves born and bred. So I suppose it's not wanting to embarrass myself, like get a players. A couple of years back, I was calling uh, Cavalero Costa at the top of my voice in the Billy Wright lower. And my uh, nephew laughed at me and had to correct me. So it's just not wanting to make a fool of myself. Oh, really well, you, we've got a great community here as well, and it's always good to have a, a lot of opinions. And we're going to get obviously uh, stuck into a lot of things. Uh, Josh, do you want to? I mean, we've again, we've got over 250 50 odd people watching live as well. So, you know, please, if you're enjoying it, smash a like. If you want to join in the chat, make sure you subscribe, then you can actually join in the chat as well. And as I say, we've got people. Um, We've got people all around the world watching live and watching this back and listening to it on the podcast. Josh, let's get stuck in to start with. Did you want to kick it off uh, the second half of the show with uh, anything that you want to say? It could be around the game yesterday. It could be about some of the other topics that we've talked about already, which we'll get on to. Um, so I'm going to go straight, straight into the game. I'll come on to the other bits in a bit. Um, I, don't, I, know, I don't think it was one of our best games this season at home. Um, but I don't think they really laid a glove on us until literally the last second of the game. Um, I'm going to come to it again. I'll say it near enough every time I'm on. The officiating is getting worse and worse and worse. When Will Keane come on and decided he can take long throw-ins, his foot was halfway up his back both times. The line was standing right by him by the safe bank and didn't do anything. Twice he did it. And I'm like... How can a professional footballer get away with having his foot right by his back, taking a throw-in? Unbelievable that was. It was shocking. Um, that's been mown over. Um, 
I said it wasn't our best, but I thought midfield looked looked all right. Defence looked tight until the end again. Um, I don't think anything troubled him. I don't think Calvert Lewin troubled him when he was when he was on. Um, Damari Gray usually runs rings ring, ring can't words out rings round us, and uh, I don't think he did anything again. Um, I think a draw was a flattering result for them, to be honest. Um, massive point for them in the grand scheme of things. But um, it was... Uh, we, we should have been two or three up with, with 20 minutes to go. We had well, Nunes chance and then um, there was the... I can't remember who it was. It should have scored the third. But... Yeah, I mean, that's been our Achilles year all, all season, hasn't it? Not getting yeah. the killer goal and stuff. And it's cost us a few times, to be honest. And... Uh, I felt in some ways yesterday at the game, it was like, are they going to add however long it was to... I think it was the producer, uh, Emma, that said to me, it's like um, some of the decisions was like, well, the, let's keep everything in. The Premier League brigade was uh, in full force yesterday and they were going to add nine minutes on. I, um, Ruben talked about that. Paul mentioned it. Uh, for the last two games, they're going to make sure that there's no time waste and they're going to play on. <clears throat> If you're in the middle of a competition, any competition, you don't change the rules halfway through. It's like you either do it all the way through the season and you add every bit on so that we get used to seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven minutes of added time on every game. Because it's all right them saying that for me for the last two games of the season because something like happened that could affect promotion, relegation, European spots. But yeah. what about the 36 games before that a goal could have gone in and could have affected things yeah. and stuff like that? It, it, you don't, it, it, that's what really riles me sometimes with uh, regards to that. Who, you know, that frustrates me. I mean, what, what are your thoughts on that and what Josh has had to say? Yeah, no, I think agreeing with Josh there. I mean, I didn't expect a lot from us, to be honest, because we're safe and we've seen the you know, the Brighton and the United performances. So I wasn't expecting much from us, but for a game that was so significant for Everton, I expected a little bit more fight from them. You know, I thought, where was the closing down? Where was the crunching tackles? And um, yeah, so from their perspective, I expected more and the game to be a little bit more lively, but it had that end of season feel for two teams that, Really, one team, there should have been more on it. And ultimately, they've probably got an invaluable point, which may be enough to keep them up. But from our perspective, we were probably slightly better than what I expected. My expectations were low because the context of the game, I didn't know how committed we were going to be. Um, so from our side, I, I thought we were OK. And obviously, there was a number of changes that had been made as well. So, but yeah, really... For, for Everton, I, I, I can't believe they're going to be staying up because they look shocking. And obviously, they had a lot of enforced changes early on as well, which which contributed. Um, so, yeah, for, for us, it was a game which, you know, I didn't want it to feel like, and we'll get on to the Raw stuff and, and Matini, I didn't want it to feel like a testimonial, but I, I didn't expect a lot from us. Um, but I think there were some positives there, maybe going into next season, like to Quang and Gomez. Um, but disappointed not to have saw the game out and looked like there was an individual error, wasn't there, with, with the goal ultimately. Um, so, yeah, a little disappointed, but nothing we would lose sleep on. I probably would have been going away from that game more concerned if I was an Everton fan than, 
done from us. I think we'll, we'll have enough in the summer to hopefully have a better season next time out. Absolutely. Well said, Mike. Great comment. Sutty, I'm really going to be interested to, um, to, to hear your views on yesterday and obviously the situations and stuff like that. So if you want to get stuck in, um, that would be great. <laughs> well, going on what the lads have just said about the referee and stuff like that. Do you get that feeling? We're like, um, we're like laboratory animals. We'll try everything new out on walls. Have you noticed? Lamina gets sent off. Nobody even knew that rule existed until it happened to Wolves. And now we're starting it hasn't to happened every since. single second. Yeah, every every single second. No, they ditched it, Dave. That rule's ditched now. It don't happen now. They've scrapped wow. it. So this one yesterday, okay, it, it worked in the World Cup. And we knew we were going to have every single minute added in the World Cup games. Um, but we knew from the start, Dave. We knew it from the start. So why change and start in a game that's, well, there's one game left? Why start it now? I mean, it's just ridiculous. He is, he is a bit on par. Well, he's on par with Kevin Friend. And I can't really repeat what I think of Kevin Friend. After the Leeds debacle last year when he sent Raul off. If you want to do an after 12, Dave, I'll, uh, I will tell you what I think of Kevin Friend. And what, and after the, uh, and what is it, after the watershed? That's now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> be long. You can, uh, you can be very forceful. We just no, can't it, swear. It would, it would, it would... It would be um, it, it, the words probably wouldn't go amiss in one of Gary's shows, Jack shows. Yeah. So well, I think Kevin Friend and uh, Mr. Coots, they are poor to say the least. To say the least, sign language is always the best. Yeah. Sign. Uh, I don't know, Dave. I just thought it did seem like an end of season testimonial. Um, it shouldn't be like that. Because really. let us forget the two million quid for every place you finish in this league. Now, I'm chuffed Forest have stayed up because eight million. Do we, get an, do we not get an extra now, five million? If we for, finish for, up the <laughs> do we get an extra five million because they've yeah, stayed up for five, Gibbs five White. million for Gibbs White? Nice. Sutty, you're freezing. Sutty's frozen. I'll tell you what, someone's come up and uh, pulled the plug on him because I can hear him talking. <laughs> Gary, we'll uh, Jack, we'll come to, we'll come to you. I know it's Kevin some, Friend, I think. Kevin Friend and, and Co has, has uh, sorted <laughs> out. Ten minutes. You sorted out his internet. Uh, Jack will come to you. Obviously, you've heard what obviously what was said. You you obviously go you go to the games, don't you, Jack? Yes, mate. Yes, I've got a season ticket in the South Bank, mate. In the in the South Bank, and how fantastic are the flags in the South Bank now? I uh, so, do you know what? I'm really glad it picked up because I genu I genuinely get my throat's like this for a reason. I genuinely get angry with like the the sort of younger lads around me because yeah, past few games have been terrible, and I'm thinking. He's so lucky and privileged 
you know, to be watching this. I mean, even now, like watching the standard, we haven't been great this season, but to be in the Premier League and we're established and we've got we've got Neves and Moutinho on the pitch, it's unbelievable. It was unthinkable for us, weren't it? For I mean, yeah. a lot of you up, some new older fellas really saw some dark times. So it was really nice to see the atmosphere pick up. I thought it was brilliant yesterday. I had a great day. We've uh, there was a couple of you probably saw the beach balls knocking about in the South Bank. It was, it was a good crack. Absolutely. And what did you what what did you make of the uh, of the performance, the game? Any points that you that anything that stood out for you of players and stuff like that? I genuinely genuinely had a better time with the beach balls singing there. Uh, Can we have our ball back to the police and the stewards? I suppose <laughs> it, I think it. I think it summed us about up from it was sort of epitomising our season. Like we were sort of, we were sort of neither here nor there. We never really um, took a hold of the game like we should have done. We should have buried him in the first half. I think we were, there was a sort of a spell of what maybe fifteen or twenty minutes away. When we scored the goal, it was front the Alamo, wasn't it? it yeah, was they fell apart almost. We just couldn't get the second goal. Pickford might have two or three good saves. He kept a minute. I mean, that save again from Nunes, that was in about the six minutes of added time. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, if that had been half an inch to the left, he wouldn't have got his toe on that. But he got his toe on it and saved. And, of course, they got the equaliser, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. It's just, I think it sums us up, really. We've got to start. I mean, some of them, there's probably five teams that deserve to get down. Like, I know there's only three, but there should be. There's five teams who have been absolutely awful. And they have, they have at least beat us twice. They haven't had that. They, they, yes, yeah, they have. Yeah, they get relegated. It's in the it's in the Premier League rules that if they go down, they are allowed to beat us twice. Leeds. Who else was there this year? Huddersfield. Leicester. Huddersfield. Back in the day, they only won three games all season. Two of them were against Wolves. I'm surprised at all. That is, uh, I mean, people talk about talk talk about being Spursy. That's so Wolvesy. So you know, it 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 blew me well. Is it's just the Wolves' way, isn't it? And yeah. I think one of the points that like we talk about here, and Sutty's mentioned, and we've talked about a lot, is next Wolves have got to stop being so charitable to these teams. We lost to Bournemouth. At home as well. Now, you've got to give a lot of credit to Bournemouth and the job that they've done. I mean, I wrote them off. I think we all did. And that chap's got them out of trouble and safe. And you have to say fair play. And they might not have the talent of some some teams, but they've got a real team about them. And they've got, they've got themselves out. I mean, Leeds today, um, you know, 1-0 up. And they're a poor side. They they lost against a West Ham team that's got their eye on something else. Three one, Leicester when they beat us, um, I think they've only beaten us again in the last fifteen games. It was against us, of course it was. But I thought oh, all the Leicester fans were thinking, yeah, we're going to stay up now. And you know they you know, they're looking for a miracle Monday yeah. night. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people write these teams off. I mean, I'd, Everton going away to Brighton, I've never seen them beating them 5-1, and it happened. So you don't know if Leicester are going to pull off something tomorrow night or not. I mean, Newcastle need a point to get Champions League. But Leicester have really got to go to Newcastle, and they've got to win that game. Because if Leicester go to that and they win it, then if they win their last home match of the season against West Ham, who've got the eye on the Conference League, they stay up on goal difference, even if Everton beat Bournemouth. So the relegation battle's fascinating. Josh, coming back on to you, um, 
in regards to... I want to talk now, guys, if I can, about the Raul Jimenez. Mm. Um, Neves, Moutinho wasn't there. Where was Pedro Neto? Moutinho was the big one for me because he, was, he, he wasn't on the walk. You know, he's been with us for a long time. Last game at Molyneux, probably. Why wasn't he there? Raul Jimenez... What's your feelings about the fact that he didn't come on? Some people have slated Lopetegui. I think Lopetegui in his press conference thinks, well, maybe I should have bought him on. I don't know. Although he did get the fans singing his name on the touchline. He got the lap of honour. He was very emotional. Neves, again, guys, I, I, I don't say the goodbye to Neves. I say farewell because you just don't know. I mean, he went off. But we saw it last year. He went off all emotional things. Where are you sitting on all of those points, uh, Josh? What do you think? What are your thoughts? Um, so, let's start with the main one. It's Raul, and it. Um, I said to my brother, one look up, I said, if he comes on, he comes on. If he doesn't, he doesn't. At the end of the day, we've still got a job to do. We're still going to get the three points. And like Sutty says, each each place in this division is worth two million more if you finish the next position up. Um, so, Julian's got a job there to think of what do I want to do? Who do I want to play? And let's be honest, Raul, no offence to him, he hasn't been at the races at all this season, has he? He's never been in the frame. You had the World Cup debacle with him as well going. Um, I was gutted he didn't get to play, but if you take a step back at the end of the day, you look at what Lopetegui's trying to do, what he's done, he needs to carry this momentum of the group that he's got that he's going to keep into the next pre-season and next season. Yeah. So you can't... He can come out and say he, he may have made a mistake, but really he's only making a mistake to the fans that want, wanted him to definitely come on. Because let's be honest, not all of us, you know, it's the ones on Twitter, and it's the ones that are always moaning, ones that have all said, oh, Lopetegui used to blame, oh, this, that. It's not, he's kept, kept us out of relegation, he's kept us in the league. He needs to get the players he wants next season on side and do what he needs to do. I feel like we've got a cricket in the background somewhere that's clicking away, and I can't figure out um, where it's coming from. This we've got like a little gremlin. Very strange. Anyway, <laughs> carry on with your points, Josh. Um, but yeah, to be fair to Raul, I can see um, why he wanted to come on. We all wanted to come on, but at the end of the day, we've got to thank him for what he's done. The years he's had with us, a big part of us for getting into Europe was the goals he scored. So that, that's what we've got to remember. We, we can't go to the fact of where people are moaning town and Lopetegui should have should have started him and people turning on him because of it. You've got to remember the job Lopetegui's done and the job Raul's done for us when he's been in the team. Um, the Matinho one, I find a bit weird because if he's fell out with someone and they're not in the team, he usually comes out, whether it's because he's, we've, he's realised we've clocked on to that term where he says it's tactical. And then the next week they reappear. But that statement he said where the will of the player and his situation. One, you don't want you think you suddenly think, you know, he's off. The other thing that's playing in the back of my door was something happened family wise. We don't want it to be anything like that, dear, or anything. So it's you don't know what's going on, but you'd have thought in his right mind he'd have even been there. He should have done a walk around on the end at the end of the pitch, but he wasn't even there to do that. Which is a, a bit weird. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really apologising about the sound quality. I just don't know where this... It's like someone's typing. Mm -hmm. I really apologise about the... Uh, it's like... There's a, it's, 
in New Orleans. Strange. Yeah, yeah, it's like some real interference or something. Yeah. Lock and Mouse has yeah. got it. Anyway, we're going to have to deal with it. Who's coming on what Josh has had to say about that, please? Yeah, I mean, Jimenez, you know, ultimately, I think, as, as a fan, the sentimental, emotional sort of side of me, a bit of nostalgia, you know, you want him to play, get sort of a send-off on the pitch. But as, as, as Josh has referenced, really, ultimately, um, I suppose it's a credit to Lopetegui, in a sense, that he's that sort of laser-focused on the game that it's just not a consideration. I mean, there's times where he's not been in the squad, been on the bench, he's not come on. You know, we all know about Jimenez pre-injury and we know how fantastic he was. But ultimately, it, you know, it's a competitive game and you pick your best side. Um, so, you know, perhaps he's that engrossed in, you know, the management of the game, his tactics, that... He hasn't really got room for, for, for the sentiment. Um, and, and he's ultimately in contract as well. So, yes, we expect him to go. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 as a fan, I would like to have seen him on. But really, when I look at it, I think, well, <laughs> you know, it shows that ultimately this, that, that, that they are professionals. And, you know, Lopetegui is employed as manager of the football club. There's, as you say, millions of pounds at stake for, for league places. And Diego Costa, certainly for the last couple of months, has been effective and Raul hasn't. And it surely should be as simple as that. Um, and he hasn't really got the relationship with him and Eze Nuno had. You know, he hasn't seen that side of him. All he's seen is arguably a player who hasn't performed, has gone to the World Cup when... Lopetegui clearly didn't want him to go. I'm not saying he's holding a grudge for that. Um, but if he's if he's not fit or considered for the side, then this isn't a charity, is it really? It's it's the football club and it's, you know, the integrity. So the fan, the emotional side of it, yes, I would like to see him play. But the head and the, the pragmatism from Lopetegui, I can't really disagree with. The Matinho one, yeah, he appears a consummate professional and it's a shame that I won't see him waving to us when he takes a corner again. And he's been bloody brilliant for us, hasn't he? You know, to think that we're signing, you know, I was brought up on Darren Ferguson and Steve Carriga. So to see Joe Martinio in the middle of the park, you know, as, as Jack referenced earlier, amazing. You know, to think that he's blessed our shirt is incredible. So it is a shame. I don't know what's going on and I'm not going to speculate. Um, that, you know, people can assume and, and, and perhaps they the might be right or wrong. Um, and then the others, you know, you, the likes of Johnny Otto, they've not been playing, so he doesn't need a loyalty to them, you know, so. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. To be honest, Hoops, I mean, you made some good points. And to be, guys, if you're listening now, I mean, I am going to be talking next to someone that is very sentimental. Um, indeed, uh, there's a lot of sentiment in uh, in what he's got to say, and, and that is Sutty. Sutty, I know that you're a very sentimental person, and on the role situation, what would you like to say about that? No, Dave, not at all. I told you when he went to the World Cup, this gaffer told him, Dave, let's not knock this boss, Dave. Let's get Let's get a couple of things in place here. 
End of February last season, Dave. We're fifth. Bruno Large has a huge fallout. He goes public on Keanu Hoover. And let's face it, Dave, they've all down tools. And this lot, down tools until Christmas, Dave. Right? This man has come in. He has saved us. He's got 31 points. Right? He saved us. Easily saved us. Okay, we can say, oh, there's been worse teams than us. There have. So that's helped us out a lot. But he saved us. But what I like most about him is he stamped his authority down. He's basically sifting through quite a lot of dead wood here, Dave. You can't keep hanging on to a sinking ship because it's going to take you down, Dave. That is what will happen. Now, all the best managers in world football, and I'll just give you one, Alex Ferguson. What they did every sort of three or four years, they rebuilt. And they didn't care for names, Dave, at all. David Beckham's, Yap Stams, all these people went. And we're all sat here as football supporters thinking, God, that bloke must be nuts. No, he wasn't nuts. He re rebuilt again. And you can't run football teams and football clubs on sentiment. Now, you can throw your bib at me all your likes and join on for the memories. You were great. You aren't anymore. And that's down to an horrific injury. It was horrific. But this is a big boys league, Dave. We can't out charity. We've got to do much better next season. It's just not, it's not been good enough from top to bottom. The club from Jeff Shee down, Sellers has gone. I'm pretty sure Jeff Shee will be gone in the summer. Um, it's got to have a big change attack because we don't and we don't back this man and let this man manage. And it's all about managing men here and, and, and ultimately some huge egos. And if you let these huge egos get the better of you as the manager, then you're going to be in trouble. You're going to lose your job. So he has to be the top man. So they've got to back him. Hopefully they'll give him every penny from sales. And they've got, they've got to let him manage and do it his way. Now, this might not work overnight, Dave. It's no good getting to the end of next season saying, oh, we're staff when the failure. It takes time. This guy's got to have three or four transfer windows to build the team he wants. Saying, oh, in the summer, oh, it ain't working. You have to be patient. There'll be players heaps that we think, oh, I wouldn't have kept him. But you've got to let him work his magic and let him do his job. That's what it's about, Dave, at the end of the day. And Jean Martino, who knows? I, I yeah. What I've told you on here before about Jaime Martino, probably technically the greatest player I've seen in my 45 years of going to Molyneux. Five million quid. That is the greatest five million quid our club has ever spent. Now, yeah. okay, the legs are a bit shot and we know he's on his way. You will you'll do well to see a more technically gifted player for Wolves in the rest of your life than Jamatino for £5 million. 
absolutely incredible. Now, he may have a new club. He may have gone to the manager and said, look, I don't want to risk any injuries or anything. But I find that I'm, I'm, I'm still thinking of been there. Again, that's so right. I, I, really I don't know what's happened there. Same with Johnny Otto and Neto. What's happened to Neto? I mean, throwing the teddy out the pram. Look, if they're throwing the teddies out the pram, Dave, I will back this manager 100%. I, I don't, don't understand why Tedro Neto would throw his teddy out the pram when he's been out for so long. He had a really good game the last home match. He had a poor game away. He was substituted at half-time. He's coming back from injury. He should be grateful would to you, be on the pitch playing. Would you, would you take £35 million for Pedro Neto? You double, double what you're voting for? Probably, if someone came in for thirty-five million and he's a bit unproven in this, at the moment, you'd probably say, "Yeah." But I think Pedro Neto is, you know, I think he's going to be every bit as good as Jota in time. Um, I think his injury has curtailed him. Um, I don't. I think he'll still be here next year, Neto. I think Pedence could be going. Um, one year left on his contract. I think Wang He Chan will definitely be here because, like Lopetegui, really likes him. He seems to be getting the best out of him. Um, Kuna, you've seen what Kuna's put on his socials about how he's he's really glad that he came. So that sort of message from someone like Kuna, who's just coming into the club and saying that, is real positive. You can Dave, see these going in. Dave, he'll, he'll he'll keep players that put a shift in for him. Yeah, likes of Huang, Kuna, basically won't rock the boat. He, I'm pretty sure, will end up with a squad of that Lyo had, where it's so tight. But he's going to weed out the, the ones he doesn't want. And it might take a little bit of time, but I think, it, it, you know, look, on paper, Dave, he's the second most successful manager we've ever had at the club in terms of trophies. So, yeah, hey, don't don't knock him. Give him, give him the time. I'm still saying he'll come good, Dave. No, well, I mean, I've, I've been saying this all along. It's like at the end of the day, Lopetegui has got pedigree. All his, his his total job this year, and I think he went on record last last week as saying this is the biggest achievement of his career. He's won the Europa League. He's managed his country. He's managed Real Madrid. He's got Sevilla into uh, the Champions League positions in Spain three years in a row, which they've never done before. And he was telling me that keeping... Well, wasn't telling me. It would be nice if he was ringing me up and telling me, hey, Dave, do you know what? But no, he was. He said in his interview that this is the biggest achievement of his career. His whole job, phase one, keep Wolves in the Premier League. That's it. Done. Job done. Phase two is to take Wolves up the table, to finish higher next year, to finish in the top half, to be chasing Euro European football again, maybe have a good cup run go as far in the Cups. That's what he'll be doing. Like what people need to understand, Rome literally wasn't built in a day. It takes time. And Lopetegui built a team that played us off the park when we had a great... I mean, you look at that team and we've put the picture up. They've put the picture up, haven't they, recently, of uh, greyed out who's left from that great Europa League team that we had that went to the quarterfinals. Raul missed it, the penalty, the first penalty he'd ever missed against Lopetegui's severe team that played us off the park. That was a team that he built and they won this. He knows how to win. 
but it's going to take more than two transfer windows. I think you're right, Sutty. I think it, it'll go some way in the summer, but I still think it'll take another couple of transfer windows till we see the best of uh, this Lopetegui team. Can I just say quickly, Dave, before Jack has his turn, great players, Dave. Players who we claim are great should only be given the great title when they win things, Dave. And it's time a club of this stature started to win things as well, Dave. It's okay having nice memories and that. I make nice memories when I go to Spain every year on holiday with my missus and kids. But um, you, 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 you can't keep saying, oh, we've had great memories. There has to be an end product sooner or later, Dave. So the, all this greatness terminology, for me, doesn't sit. Fair comment. However, I will, I'm, Jack, you're going to come in. I'm going to talk about things. When I look at uh, the likes of Ruben Neves, <coughs> I, I would put him as a Wolves. I would say he's a Wolves legend for me for the reason that he came to Wolves. He didn't have to. He took a drop down on his career. He came as a boy. Grown his family, he's committed, he's a club captain, he's, he, he loves the club, he, he, he embodies the inspiriment of the club. Yeah, he'll probably end up moving because he wants to win things and thinking we're not quite there yet. And we've talked about this with regards to Nuno and the investment. They, the board dropped the ball and they should have kicked that ball as high as possible and backed him and... You can't stand still in the Premier League. You stand still and you don't invest and continue to evolve. You go backwards. Aston Villa invested, gone past us. Brighton, fantastically well-run club. They've just qualified for Europe. Newcastle, okay, they got the new investment, but they haven't spent bucket loads. They've, you know, they've they've got it right. These teams have gone past us, and we and if. I think they've realised now that you have to continue, you have to back. And Lopetegui is a bit like Nuno in the fact that he will probably bump heads with the board. And we know that they're sacked Nuno because he was, you know, bumping heads. Lopetegui won't take any crap. And people have talked about the FFP in the questions and they've asked about that. Lopetegui hasn't come to Wolves not knowing about FFP. He knows about FFP. Every club has to deal with it. He's not naive. He understands the situation. They've spent a lot of money in the summer. They put these messages out about FFP every year because they're back, it, you know, it's, in some ways it's a message to other clubs. We haven't got shed loads of money that we're just going to throw at it. We're going to have to do a proper deal. So it's, it's, it sets the expectations for the selling clubs that we might be going after their players as well that we've got to work within these FFP boundaries. So, like what you said, Keith, got to trust with the process, trust that they've got a plan. Hobbs and Lopetegui, you know, they, they're they basically the mastermind. Jeff will be signing off the checks. And we've got to see what happens in the summer. Jack, over to you on regards to Raul and Neves and Matinho. What is your take? Well, <clears throat> I'm wondering, so with Otto... Martinho and Neto were all missing completely. Is that right? Yeah. I was thinking. I'm. I'm going to speculate. I wonder if the. Uh, no. 
No, I'm going to say I'm really stupid. Martinho, I was thinking, is, is, is it something personal or something? Something happened something in his family or something like that? Because it's really, really weird. Like, would it be something daft like a wedding or something like that? I don't know. I'm just guessing. I told you I'd sound stupid. Neves, in terms of Neves, I was going to say, I went to see Sting in concert in the 90s. And... Um, he said one of his songs the li the lyrics are if you love somebody set them free and i think like i think he should just crack on now to be honest but then again i don't think barcelona can't afford him if lopetegui is trying to get rid of deadwood now which is a good thing then i don't we don't want to, we don't want three nails from barcelona coming in who we're paying a fortune for who don't really want to be here do you know what I mean? So where's he gonna? Where's he gonna go? I, I don't think he's gonna get to Barcelona. Genuinely, because I don't think I don't think you'll find two players who want to move from Barcelona to Wolverhampton. I've gone quite. I've, you are mute. I've lost the sound. Uh, Jackie was saying. Um. Yeah. Did I finish slagging off Pedence? Oh yeah. Go on. <laughs> Carry on yeah. with the Pedence because we kind of missed yeah. it with all the echoing bit. So, what was going on about Lopetegui getting rid of? sort of Deadwood and stuff like that and uh, was it Manny who was saying about Pedence walking past the kids and not bothering to stop or I think I just genuinely think he's really petulant uh, on the pitch and I, yeah there's just something about him I'm not not really keen on and I, I wouldn't mind seeing him move on to be honest uh, but also he, he does bring something you know he brings something different when he's on his game but um, he gives away Far too many balls for my liking. He makes the wrong decision. He should have whipped the ball in yesterday. He got the ball out wide, done some nice work, and he no, he should have he should have passed it to Gomez who was overlapping, and it was just terrible. He always I don't he makes the wrong decision for me. Anyway, yeah, I mean, it's a good point. That's a good point. You think now I want to do say that you know uh, Pedence is a very talented player. He's got lots of tricks and stuff. He scored six goals. He's you know in in that respect he's been fantastic. But he does like his flicks. He's but I mean he. Since it last week, he did a backflip and there was a back kick to nobody or something like that. And he does like those. That's pedence for you. Um, and you have to take it, you know. And he has, is he still our top scorer? I think Huang is now, isn't he? Is Huang our top yeah. scorer now? I'll have a look. Wang does like tappings, doesn't he? Might be joined. We've got, oh, got Sutty back. Let's see whether that's better. Hello, Sutty. All right, Dave. That's that. That seems like it's sorted itself out now, which is good. Um, yeah, so, yeah, good points on Pedence and everything. Guys, we're going to get on to a highlight of the day moment, which can be anything from your entire day or the game. Um, your performance rating and your man of the match. We're going to go with Hoops first. Let's have a think. Just before that, I know we were talking about Barcelona players and not coming to Wolverhampton, but I think when they find out the Civics finally open, I think that that will sell it for them. You know, bringing cheeky big, monkey back. Yeah, and you know there might be some local bands and you know some concerts they might want to see over here as well. So, but yeah, and a shout out to, to Jack. Genuinely, he's brilliant at what he does. So, get down and support right. Jack as well. So, um, but yeah, That's moving on. To the, no, no, absolutely. Um, moving on to the game. So. I think six and a half, really. I think, you know, I touched on that Everton work were poor. We weren't great. I think, you know, we started poorly. We got slightly better. We had our best spell post the goal where we could have got 
couple more, but six and a half seems about right. Um, player of the match, we've just mentioned Wang, and so I'll go with him. I think what you see is a work rate. You know, he comes across as a, you know, we talked about professionals. He seems as a guy who's got his head down. He's had his critics during some of his time here, but he doesn't seem as if he's kind of moped about it and done sort of cryptic Instagram posts or anything like that. He's just got on with it. So credit to Huang. Um, moment of the day. Without me sounding a bit pompous, I was in corporate yesterday. Never really get the chance to do it. But, um, oh, I was, yeah, tell us more. So, I've had that happen. Um, well, sort of friend of a friend thing. We'll, we'll, we'll keep it at that. But um, being in there and having a little bit of a different experience, enjoying some of the... Wolves little miniature steak and ale pies was a particular highlight in an open fridge. So that was good. And also, I was on the table with um, the last Wolves manager, Steve Davis. Um, so I had a really good chat with him. Really decent guy, you know, a fan ultimately, and no ego about him at all. Absolutely cracking bloke. So I had a great time with a bit of different company yesterday. Um, and then, yeah, that's it, really. Have I missed anything out from my the, yeah, six and a half wang? And that was my moment of the day. Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. Absolutely, that sounds really good, Josh. To you, um, so I'm gonna go with the moment of the day first because it's in the order of the day. I think the moment of the day was like um, jumping in the lich gate before the game. So, my mum, my dad, one of my dad's best mates who we grew up with, East lads who were all mates of me and my brother. Just all having a good drink and that before before the game and uh, all walking up to the ground together after it. So that was probably my moment of the day. Um, with all of us being, what, two generations of a family being together um, before the game. Um, match rating's got to be a six for me. I don't think it was our, our best. And like I said, it was an end of season, a typical end of season game. And then man of the match. I'm stuck between two. The other one's only coming to me because a lot of people have mentioned him tonight. But I'm going to stick with the one I thought to begin with. I'm going to go with Dharma. I thought it was one of one of his better games on Saturday. Whether that's because a lot of the players had already thought they're on the beach and he stepped up and carried on. Um, but I thought we had a decent game yesterday, getting down the wing and putting the balls in. Um, and that run he made first half, I thought was brilliant. Absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Thanks ever so much, Josh. <coughs> Jack. Before we get on to you, um, I just wanted to know, because I was just thinking about it just, how did you get into the comedy and where did Gary Poundland come? And what would Gary Poundland have to say about Wolves' season? Oh, my God. Are you going to ask me to the voice? Yeah. Well, yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah, we're gonna, we want to hear what Gary's had to, got to say about it as well. Uh, what I was going to say, give me three seconds. I always keep a spare pen. <laughs> it's been a long proper what a joke. There we go. My brother. I thought my rating, I know everyone there's been quite a good clue a few sixes and six and a half. I'm gonna be I'm gonna be harsh, I'm gonna say five and a half, purely because we've uh, incapable of seeing teams like this off who were awful. So five and a half I believe that deserve a six for not seeing it out. I know there was nine minutes added on and they scored in the tenth, but you've got to keep a clean sheet against a team that poor at home, in my opinion. Uh, man of the match, I agree with uh, Josh. I was going to shout Troy or I thought he had a tremendous game and also uh, 
he's sort of been overlooked a little. We've sort of overlooked him a little bit in terms of players leaving, and you know, obviously Neves, Matinho, Jimenez. But um, I'll say to my nephews, like I say, enjoying this because it's unlikely you're going to see a player that exciting. You know, you know, you probably will do. But you talked about one of the fastest players in the world. He's, he's been incredible to watch on his day. You know, he's been unplayable. Um, he has done it consistently, but he's still been really exciting to watch. Man of the match, I'm waffling. I'll I'll say uh, I'll say Wang as well. I think I think he, he worked his socks off, and I think that might be part of the reason why Rel's not been getting a look in because despite the injury, I think the last few times I've seen him play, the the I don't think the effort's been there like it used to be. He used to harass defenders like you know to get the ball back and I, I think he sort of lost that uh, and I do think genuinely the head injury obviously we know how big a deal it was but I, he's never going to get out of it and quite understandable absolutely brilliant you know, but not running for protecting him go on mate sorry I'm waffling no, 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 it was absolutely brilliant, mate, absolutely well said and well thinking. I'm, I'm really glad that you've come on tonight. I know we've been talking for a few weeks and you're able to make it tonight, so thanks for coming on. Um, I really appreciate it. We are going to go to our score predictions in a minute, but Sutty, first off, same questions to you, your uh, your assessment. I want to give it a five rating, Dave. A five? You've got to see teams like that off, Dave. They are poor. Yeah, really poor. But I don't care whether you've got to pay 110 minutes extra time, Dave. They shouldn't be scoring. Their best player went off, so they shouldn't be scoring. Uh, but it is what it is, isn't it? Um, man of the match, I'm going to give it to Wang. Yeah. He's a changed bloke under this manager, isn't he? Yeah. He's going to have a big, big uh, season next year if he can keep fit. I think yeah. he'll play a lot of games because he puts that effort in. Uh, and moment of day for me has to be an Adama Traore picking the ball up in his own area, slicing through an Everton team, and it just lacked the goal, didn't it? But it, it gave us our goal. And that's what we all get out of our seats for. It's just not consistent. Because if he was consistent doing it, Dave, he wouldn't be at Wolves, would he? <laughs> so that, that that's that's it for me. Um, but, you know, it's the end of a poor season, Dave. Um, as I say, they've got to look at it from top to bottom. We as a, a contingent have got to look how we've performed as well because Molyneux's been, well, it hasn't like been in a rocking concert hall, has it? Let's be honest. You know what I mean? It's been quiet. It's been deathly at times. Yeah. So we've, yeah. got to, we've got to book our ideas up as well. Because I can remember a time under Nuno, if we went behind, it got louder. Yeah, uh, and that's got to that's got to come back as well. And just whilst just whilst I'm on here, away from football, I'm chuffed a bit that uh, Jack's on here because when I was fifty a couple of years ago, he did me um, a private birthday message. My other half got it because <laughs> I love this kid; he's absolutely brilliant. Oh, and it was bad time for me because I just lost my dad as well. So. He made me laugh again. That's oh, crazy. man. That's a lovely thing to say, man. I, I had a feeling you wouldn't like me for some reason when we came on, pals. That's really, that's really surprised me. Yeah, yeah. He did me a private sure. birthday uh, message and uh, they put it on a big screen for me. 
Oh, mate. Oh, oh, that's the back. That's fantastic. Oh, that's great that's, that's what. That, that's nice. And to be honest, I mean, it's when you get to, one of the things that we like about the channel and stuff like that is the community and stuff like that. And Keith will, you know. <clears throat> And, and, and when he did it as well, Dave, he just got over COVID, <laughs> so so uh, he he was he was struggling a bit as well, bless him. But it it, it just honestly, it'd been such a bad time, and it just lifted everybody's spirits. Everybody was in the room, and it come on on a big screen, and we were just howling, absolutely oh, howling. So it changed everything, Dave. That's fantastic, oh, that is, because like this at the moment, Gary, uh, you know, Jack, sorry, you, obviously you were doing the, you're probably doing the Gary Poundland when you did that, and you've obviously done that a couple of years ago, and coming on tonight, you, you've seen what that moment, and how that's oh, lifted. I'll fight. send it you, Dave, I'll send it you on WhatsApp, because I've still got it. I watch it, I watch it loads, because it just, oh. everybody I see who says, oh, I've been and seen Gary Poundland, I'll show it them. Brilliant. So say, tweet, get, tweet, tweet me, man. send me a message, let me talk you another one out, let me, let me do something. I will do, mate, thank you very much. Out, man. Um, I was going to say, thanks for watching it and laugh, thanks for watching it and laughing at it, because obviously without an audience, then I wouldn't be able to do it, so I really appreciate the support, man, and, and the fact, do you know what, if it, if me, because before I did this, I was just mentally ill, but now everyone's aware of it and, and, and laughs at it. It's like a good thing, you know, you know. So, nice one, pal. That's great. That is fantastic. I appreciate well, it. Thank you. Before we get to um, the score predictions for next week's Arsenal game to finish off on, uh, guys in the chat, we've still got, you know, over 200 watching live, which is fantastic. Uh, we've had the, over 200 the whole way through, and there'll be you know loads watch it back, and there'll be loads that listen to it on the podcast. If you're not subscribed to the channel, please subscribe. If you ever thought about becoming a member, support it helps support the channel. Um, and we've got a private chat group on Discord that we chat every day, and Keith and everyone and Josh and stuff will tell you. Um, there's quite a nice little community and the friendships that have been made on that. So that does help out the channel as well. Um, before we get on to that, leave, if you think you know what the um, the secret word is, please, please put it in the chat now whilst we go around the, uh, we go around for getting the score prediction. So I'm going to go from hoops all the way back around to Sutty. So hoops, Arsenal score prediction. Oh, do you know what? It's, I think a few weeks ago we didn't know what this game would be like. We thought there might be some riding on it for both sides, didn't we? So um, it's a little bit different now. We've been shocking away from home all year. So I'm going to say we're going to book that trend and I'm going to say we'll get a 2-1 win. 2-1, OK. Uh, Jack? 7-0 to Arsenal. <laughs> 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 I can't see anything other than, than them levering us, to be honest. But I'd like to see us beat. I don't know, mate. Two, three, one to Arsenal. I think we'll get a goal. Okay, three, one. Josh? My heart's saying we'll get something, but my head's saying the fact we've only won two away games all season, it's, it's going to be another loss, unfortunately, for the last day. So I'm going to go two, one Arsenal. Two, one Arsenal. Sutty? 
Four nil home win, Dave. Four nil. Now, listen, guys. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not wearing like a, a thing you or some people have said for next week. They've lost the title, right? They've lost the title. They let it go. It, it's gone. The young side, they've lost it. You know, they they lost to Brighton at home last time. They they've lost to Forest. You know, they're playing Wolves. They've got the worst, one of the worst away records all season. We've had the joy of Everton. We've had the comeback with ten men against Southampton. It's odd. It's like for certain that Arsenal are going to come and get us next week. And like you say, you know, slap us four-one. But because of that, we'll probably end up going and winning it. So um, no. I we'll get at least a point. Strangely enough, um, it would not surprise me in the slightest because of all these circumstances, because we've got no bloody chance at all, we'll go and get a result. Because that would be so typical uh, Wolves that we'll go and end the season with an away win that we've been elusive all season against title challengers second in the table, Champions League qualifying Arsenal, and that would just be so typical. We owe them after last season as well. Pardon? We owe them after last season as well. We do, mate. So, I mean, it's going to be interesting going down there. I mean, um, you know, I do hope all the people that have spent £28,000 to go and watch Arsenal lift the trophy <laughs> get, a, get a refund. I mean, I'll be honest with you, I had uh, an email from someone um, said they were an Arsenal Red member. They were travelling over from uh, a foreign country somewhere. Um, and they can't get in the Arsenal end and stuff. You'll be going. You won't be bothered. I'll pay you all the money in the world, um, whatever you want, for your ticket. This was about six weeks ago. I never replied to the email. Um, and I've, 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 that guy's watching. I hope you're glad you never spent that money, mate, because, <laughs> because um, you know, it is what it is. Listen, it's been a fantastic show. Uh, Gary, uh, Jack, sorry, I, I keep thinking about the, like, go and see Gary Poundland's show, um, which is at the halls. Let's just put the details up again for everyone, if you're not sure. Um, this is a, you know, you've heard the story with uh, regards to Sooty. Um, that's going to be on at the halls. It's a Friday night. The 23rd of June. This is a, a young man that is like making his way as a comedian. Um, you know, it's a big stage, it's a hometown show. If you get a chance to go and get a ticket and go down, I'm sure you're going to be in for a great laugh and a great night and see all those characters uh, live. So check that out. And, Gar you know, Jack, it's been absolutely brilliant you're coming on tonight. I hope you've enjoyed it. I really, really have. It's been a pleasure, fellas. Thanks for having me. And uh, it's really nice to meet you all. And I'm sure we've, we'll bump into each other outside the Golden Palace next season. Well, there you go. Maybe debut yeah. now. Uh, final words, Joss, Hoops and Sooty. Uh, One-liner to finish up on. Roll on next season. Roll on next season. Hoops. One-liner? That's Jack's job, that is. <laughs> well, um... You can have a one-liner to finish with, Jack. I'm giving you time. Uh, you said no, Roland I... next season, Josh. I'll say Roland Deodorant. <laughs> Roland Deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, go on. Sooty. Keep the faith. Absolutely. Yeah, keep man. the faith. 
Uh, guys, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining. If you've enjoyed the content, if you enjoyed the video, make sure you smash a like. Um, if you're brand new, subscribe. If you want to become a member, that would be amazing. Uh, but obviously, we continue to do the content for you free here on YouTube all the time. We will be back with all the run-up uh, news all the way up to, uh, to Arsenal with a preview. And then, obviously, all the stuff after the game. And we will be keeping you attuned of all developments uh, through the summer, anything related to Wolves here on the channel, on the podcast, on the social. Uh, and don't forget to check out our website, alwayswolves.co.uk, because we have some fantastic writers that write uh, match reports, um, player ratings, things we've learned, and loads of other articles as well. Uh, until then, to you and yours and your family, wherever you are listening or watching in the world, as uh, Sophie says, keep the faith. We are Premier League and we will have one game left against Arsenal next week. And then we start level pegging on zero points. And who knows what the uh, the second season of Lopetegui will bring. It's been, and as you know, I will say we've had an absolutely crap season. And if we've had a terrible season and we end up 13th, imagine... Just imagine if we have an half-decent season, what we can do. Leave you on that thought. From all of us here, always Wolves. Beautiful. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.